Good evening, King. What's good? Can you hear me? Yes, sir. Hear you loud and clear. You sounding real good. Uh, first of all, I want to welcome everybody to Conversations Loud Mecca. I'm your host. And we got the legendary MC Chill, Cleveland Zone. You know, and everybody know I've been doing a lot of hip hop lately, and, and it's the way it's falling into place is real beautiful. You know, I did the West Coast and all up and down the East Coast, but I had to bring it back to Ohio, more specifically Cleveland. And, and we're going we're gonna to get some hip-hop history and lessons from MC Chill, Cleveland's original, you know what I'm saying, like the godfather of this thing, man. How you doing today? Talk to me, King. Talk to me, Cleveland, and everybody else that's somewhere good on the planet. What's going on, bro? Oh, man, just blessed to be here, my brother. All right, we're going to jump into it like this. Tell me about your early beginnings that even got you into music. Like, just, what, what was your whole musical vibe? You know, what, what inspired you to be like, I like this. I want, I want to do this. You're talking about uh, my inspiration in the hip-hop? Yeah. Yes, and music. We'll start with music, and then we'll transition into hip-hop. Well, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm born and raised in Cleveland, Ohio, and, uh, you know, both my parents came here from, from pretty much the south. My mother came from Tennessee. Uh, my father came from uh, the, the hood in, in Miami, Opelika. Shout out to all my people in Opelika. But uh, they're HBCU. Uh, I'm HBCU baby. Uh, my, my parents met at Central State, so music was always a part of the household, a part of the life uh always was music in, in in the house and uh so you know i i, I always loved music especially black people music because you know it it i could feel it in my in my body in my soul yeah. and uh but appreciate for all appreciation for all type of music but hip-hop man that's that's a whole that's that's a that's a that's a quantum leap uh fortunately man like a lot of ogs um, I remember when it wasn't any hip hop and, uh, you know, I, I heard, I heard my first, uh, rap record, the same as everybody else outside of New York city, uh, when I heard rappers delight and, uh, it struck a chord and, uh, I started after I learned all of the lyrics to rappers delight, I, uh, I started writing rhymes like a week later and, uh, went went to the party my man vince robinson dj lonnie v let me get the mic you know he didn't know what i wanted it for uh because mm. you know back then somebody want to grab the mic now everybody know you want to you want to burn something down with some bars right. but back then you know what you want the mic for you got an announcement a party next week you <laughs> lost your keys what you know what you want the mic for and uh you know i i, I jumped out there with my bars and people was like yeah and so the rest man it was it was on I, no turning back after that wow so do, do you remember what your first rhymes were oh yeah it was i'm mc kevin d in the place to be <laughs> <laughs> no okay. doubt so how long was this going on before you decided you want to really try to do something with this well, you you gotta. I, I mean, people may not know, but you know, when you when you rhyming in at the very beginning of hip hop as a national thing, 
you you it, you know it might have been you know back then you could go to the record store when it was record stores and it might only be five rap records on the planet you know either it was and they all was like on sugar hill records you know maybe like a curtis blow sugar hill gang sequence and uh maybe you know another sugar hill label we didn't really get the old school enjoy records uh you know, all my New York East Coast people, OGs and hip-hop know those the Enjoy label records. But uh, it wasn't a lot of hip-hop out, so you didn't, it was nothing that you really thought did a career uh, or even, you know, somebody could make records. Not not from Cleveland. Only rappers you knew were from, you know, New York City. And it was only a handful back then. But, uh, you know, I got together uh, and was part of Cleveland's first uh, supreme rap group, uh, the Bomb Squad, myself, DJ Cochise, DJ Kip Finesse, MC Wayne G, rest in peace. And uh, we, we formed the Bomb Squad, and Cochise won like this big club-style showdown on WDMT, which was probably the first time anybody heard anybody in Cleveland rapping live. And the first time, you know, you heard a uh, Cleveland cat DJ cutting and chicka 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 cutting and scratching. And uh Cochise became like an overnight success. And 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 we were in the group together, the bomb squad, and the next week we on Cleveland radio, uh, you know, rocking rhymes and we were like celebrities without a record. So, you know, that was in the early days of Cleveland hip hop. I, I call that like ground zero. So I tell yeah. people, you know, nobody was rapping before me, not in Cleveland. They might have been rapping with me, but, you know, so we go back, back to the to day one. But, uh, yeah, man, it was, it, was a, it was a magical experience to be involved like that in the onset of hip-hop as, as what was to become a global phenomenon. So, so you guys were literally the hip-hop pop scene around here oh yeah no no doubt uh like i said i tell anybody man when cochise won that that club style showdown because the club style showdown was for club djs not not hip-hop djs in, in cleveland you know no hip-hop djs had ever got on the radio before yeah. and uh cochise opened that door and but we had already been rocking as a group uh but you know he 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 caught fire and we came through the door waving a 44. And uh, yeah, so the, the same, I tell anybody this, I don't think it be, can be disputed that the hip hop scene in Cleveland started that day at WDMT. That's day one. That's when Cleveland becomes a hip hop scene. Cochise becomes the first DJ that the whole city knew. And the Bomb Squad. Me, Cochise, Kip Finesse, Wayne G, rest in peace. We become the first rappers that the city knows citywide. The, the scene started that day. Okay, that's crazy. Now, how did how, how did you get the attention? Like, what happened for you to um, even get into a, a record label deal? Like, like what transpired? Oh, see, now that's a whole different thing. So you you I had so you got to figure I was I was already rhyming in 1980, and right. so I got my record deal in 1985. So you know, and that's easily Cleveland's first. You know, I became the first uh, cat to have a national record deal 
out of Cleveland, but I had already been five years in the game. But, uh, you know, we I had been working on, on a regional uh, deal with my man Jimmy Stevens. Uh, big ups to Jimmy Stevens. Rest in peace. Uh, Lord Jazz's uncle from uh, Lords of the Underground. Okay. But, uh, yeah, my big bro Jimmy Stevens wanted to do a regional deal, wanted to do, like, some that new hip-hop stuff, and, and everybody was saying, you want to – you want to hit up MC Chill. You want to, you know, so he, he he hooked up with me and we started working on demos. Funny thing, on the way to the regional deal, Mr. Magic, uh, Roxanne Shante, Biz Marquis, Fly Ty, uh, Molly Maul, that, that crew, they come to Cleveland uh, in 1985 and me and Mike Chapman, he calls me up and say, yo, I'm going to pick up Mr. Magic from the from the airport. You want to roll? I'm like, hell yeah. So I jump in the car. Mike, who had who who had produced my demo, threw one of my my joints in the in in the van in the WDMT van. You know, they speakers bumping at the radio station van. Yeah. And uh, Mr. Magic was like, who 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 the hell is this? And they like, oh, that's chill. He said, who produced it? He was like, I did. He was like, hey, can I get a copy of that? Take it back to New York. And for the people who don't know Mr. Magic, he basically created the rap radio format, period. Everybody knows him from WBLS. They know him from that Biggie shout out. Uh, Mr. Magic, Molly Maul, uh, Houdini made a song, Mr. Magic's Wand. He Mr. Magic discovered Houdini. That's why they named themselves Houdini. And, uh, and you know, he took Mark... My, my my demo to the iconic Fever Records in the South Bronx, the home mm -hmm. of hip-hop. Uh, if anybody saw the old-school movie Crush Groove, it took place at the club, the Fever, and that club, you know, created their own label for a bunch of New York cats. I know they never really thought that they would have a Cleveland dude up in there, but, uh, you know, I was also kind of the first non-New Yorker to really, you know, get down like that in New York. They weren't, they didn't never really get down with people outside of New York back then. So I kind of, you know, opened the door for the rest of the country to be accepted in New York and the nation worldwide. It wasn't an Atlanta scene, wasn't a Detroit scene, wasn't LA wasn't really coming over to New York. They wasn't really rocking the LA cuts, but they were rocking mine. And uh, so that Man, I was like an alien to them cats in New York. They, you know, they said I talked funny. Yeah. Uh, you know, the cats in New York think that if you're not from New York, you sound country. You don't matter. Almost. Right, right, right. Yeah, uh, you know, I had a different swag, a different style, and you know, they weren't used to seeing, you know, hip hop cats not from New York in New York moving, moving with them. So, you know, it was, it was, it was something they had to get used to. And thank God, I was able to, you know, open that door for everybody else. So then come in and get accepted and make all that money. That, so they owe me some money, too. Now, now, let me ask you this. You in New York, and I know how MCs do, ciphers, just sitting around spitting. What was the reaction when they first heard you spit? Hey, man, first of all, you got to realize, man, my first, my first gig, my first professional rap gig was in New York City, in the Bronx, the home of hip-hop, where hip-hop started at the Fever, where, you know, they just saw every, all the originals, Curtis Blow, Grandmaster Flash, and the Furious Five. Everybody that was out 
was run DMC. Everybody's out was at the fever. So uh you know you if you could come and rock at the fever, because all the MCs, all the DJs, all all the all the B-boys, breakdance kids, all the graffiti artists, they hanging out there. They they saw hip hop from day one, day one right. in the Bronx at that club at the fever. So uh they like, hey, not trying to put any pressure on you, chill, but if you can rock out here, you can rock anywhere. But this is a tough crowd. They'll throw your ass off stage if they don't think, you know, you really rocking. And uh thank God they didn't throw me off stage. I'm not I'm not I'm from Cleveland. I'm not having that, you know, getting thrown off the stage type stuff. But uh yeah, no man, New York cats, they didn't really they knew I was, you know, I was true to the culture and true to the game. They could feel that. And uh, the rhymes that I was talking about was really talking about how I felt about being an MC and the art and the craft in my heart. And I think they respected that. Uh, it still wasn't, you know, it took them a while to, to you know, to get used to me, uh, to like a non-New Yorker up in they they spot. But, uh, you know, I, I held my own. I do what I do. You know how we do it in Cleveland. That's what's up. That's what's up. I, I I know the energy just just had to be like like mad crazy. Now, how did you even come up with the name MC Chill? I, I, well, I was already rocking as Chill mm. from the beginning, man. You know, everybody's name gets shortened to so I was like Chili D, and uh, then I lost the D. Then it was just Chili. Then it was Chill. Then when I start rocking the mic, then it became MC Chill. So yeah. it was just a progression of chill, the the whole forty below joint. And I still remember, man, that 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 iconic album cover on the beach with the fur. <laughs> right, with on the beach, uh, with the women in bikinis. Yeah. And I'm and I'm rocking the uh the winter the winter gear. <laughs> and that was my concept. That was my concept. The 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 record company owner, and as iconic as Fever Records. You know, as they are, uh, they're, they're number one artist of all time. The legendary Love Bug Starsky, who also got a shout out in by Biggie. You know, uh, Love Kid Capri, Love Bug Starsky. Uh, man, Starsky is like a, a legend, and he's gone rest in peace. But uh, a legend of the original MCs who could also rap and DJ at the same time. His his live at the Fever is iconic. Uh, in the Bronx, and uh, so I, I I came up with that concept, but they never Fever Records never had an album, a long play, multiple track album before me. They had had a bunch of twelve inch singles. Even the great Love Bug Starsky never had a full play album, just twelve inch singles. So they never had to do, never had to deal with cover art before me, and uh, and so I came up with that concept. And they was like, well, where, you know, where you go get the women? I'm like, hey, they, they have a, 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 a bikini contest at the Fever and the Devil's Nest also in the Bronx every week. Just just go grab the winners and let's make it happen. So uh, that's that's how that cover. That's how that cover came to be. Wow, that's amazing. Now, after you, there seemed to be like a gap. Like, why why don't you think people just really why didn't they really take to Cleveland? Or was it something going on in Cleveland that nobody really came after you for, for a spell? Well, it, it, it wasn't for not having talented artists in Cleveland. You know, we always 
man, it was even even before I had a, a, a record out, man, it was like so many dope MCs and DJs. The whole hip hop scene, we we cover all all the elements. You know, MCing, DJing, graffiti, and uh, b boy and breakdancing. We always had had that whole scene. Uh, but I I don't know. They just wasn't at at my time. Like I said, the, the East Coast was popping, and the West Coast had just started making some noise. Like Ice T yeah. came out, and we were contemporary. We came out at the same time, but they still wasn't really rocking like that West Coast on the East Coast, and really not even to the Midwest until Ice came. Like Ice came with like six in the morning, and that changed the game. Uh, I mean, he was always rocking in, in L.A. on the West. But uh, I think 6 in the morning, you know, kind of kicked the door down for the West Coast scene. And, uh, you know, it just took a while for everybody to, you know, know that they could have artists from other places. And But it was always dope MCs uh, in the land. But, you know, and, and, and I had dope MCs in my camp. I had a, a camp called the Final Conflict. You know, Bango to be boy outlaw, uh, surge, serious effects, rhymes given education. Uh, we had dancing cats, uh, Todd Ski, who later on went on to become one of the the most known uh, hip hop dance choreographers in the country. Uh, Usher, Chris Brown, Beyonce, he even did choreography for Mike Jackson. Uh, but he, they was all came out of my camp in Cleveland. So we were making incremental noise uh but obviously nobody hit big after me almost 10 years later uh when my brother mc brains right. uh went national but yeah you're right it's a long it was a long gap uh between me and and brains yeah because it was like it's always been talent around here always. but you know it just seemed like you know just getting it out and you know i remember when uh even uh Mark Gordon was trying to do his thing on the hip-hop side. That's my man. I was rocking with Mark Gordon. I was yeah. part of Three-Way Street. I was the other, I was part of the three. It was me, Mark Gordon, and my, and, and a Geraldine's cousin, A.B. Walker. We were yeah. the three. And the, and the as you know, the the uh, the building was on Way Street. <laughs> and that's why they call, we called it Three-Way Street. And yeah, uh, yeah man, we, we actually should have made a whole lot more noise because Marco, that's my man. Always had dope tracks, but uh, yeah, it it wasn't for. But you know, everything in time, we 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 started making moves. People know Bango from being down with Ice T, and uh, Serge did some some dope stuff uh, with some groups in New York. Show, went down there and showed up on other people's tracks and burned it up. Uh, so you know, we were coming. They couldn't they couldn't hold us back. Like like my yeah, man said, nine can't stop the bum rush. Cause I, I remember coming up to the studio and whatnot with C Love. Shout out to C Love. He on here. My man Canton, stand up. And I'm like, this is a team. Like, like Juice Crew, whatever. The talent was there. Right. We had we had a nice crew, man, over over Three Way Street. We had a nice, we had a nice crew. So yeah, that 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 should have been super dope. And it's funny when you say the Juice Crew, just as a point of reference, the cat who discovered me, Mr. Magic, is Sir Juice. The Juice Crew is also named after him. So you know he created the Juice Crew. 
So that's that's my lineage as well. So so how how do you feel about the scene in Cleveland right now? Man, we we've, we've always had so many dope MCs, but now it's 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 like so many lanes and levels to hip hop. You know, it's cats. You know, this this on the old school old school flow is is cats on on the on the new whether they on the, the the trap the drill the you know the new stuff uh it's even we even got like some 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 burners in the battle rap community uh big ups to my, my brother Fonz. uh we making noise nationwide you know in the battle rap so you know it, it whatever kind of hip-hop you loving in cleveland you can find you can find what you're looking for because now we, we just we have our hands all all over the pulse of all different variations uh i mean and plus you know you had cats all still working making noise ray jr cats like that big big ups to all them brothers um so yeah i mean it's and they got and they got people coming out they got projects doing stuff they bringing people up so yeah but yeah everybody man the hip-hop scene in cleveland I feel like a, a proud, you know, father to yeah. see where we have gone from where where it started when I came in the game. And I mean, every time somebody broke from Cleveland, I was proud. When when Bone and them, you know, when brains broke, when Bone and them broke, you know, I was I was happy to see that movement from my from my city and to see us making making noise worldwide. So yeah, I you know, I love it. Big ups to Cleveland, stand up. Now you know they're they're doing the fifth you know this is the, supposedly the fiftieth anniversary of hip hop, and from your perspective, in in totality, because you are one of the few who really seen it from its inception till now. What has been your your takeaway from uh in the last fifty years of of hip hop? What's been your hey, takeaway? Hey man, to. to 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 know that hip hop has gotten 50 years old and and of course I I have the the pleasure especially from me with my that Bronx connection soft Bronx connection the birthplace of hip hop you know for me to actually know cats like like Cool Herc the father the acknowledged father of hip hop the one who created this this whole thing you know i've had the chance to to meet herc and see herc and and just you know kind of rap with him a little bit and 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 the groups the early groups grandmaster flash and the furious five then my dudes i performed with with grandmaster flash and a matter of fact uh grandmaster melly mail who everybody knows from the message is on my song we do a song together on a mc story and uh, so Mel is on that cut with me. Uh, so you talking about to see them, them cats from day one experience the birth and the growth of something to be as large and global. I mean, hip hop affects the Everything. world, every single element of our existence from fashion to politics to art, just, you know, from film, books, Man, hip hop is part of the culture now. So to to know that it came from black and brown people uh, in the South Bronx, you know, just trying to get a come up and and express their talent, to know that it is turned into this gigantic thing, man, is a beautiful thing, man. I, and I'm so proud of those forefathers who even came before me. And like I said, I, I've gotten a chance to meet almost all of the cats. 
you know, I, I got a chance to hook up with a Grand Wizard Theodore who who invented the, the record scratch. Right. Uh, Fab Five Freddy, uh, you know, one of the early graffiti uh, writers and one of the producers of one of the earliest hip hop hip hop films, Wild Style. And like I said, being a Fever record artist, the movie Crush Groove was filmed at the Fever itself. I'm the only Fever artist at the time that wasn't in the movie because uh, they rapped right before as I was signing. So when the movie came out, I was an artist. So that was a trip to see every single person on the roster in the movie except for me. You know, in the club that I done rocked in, hung out in, parlayed. But, uh, yeah, man, it's a beautiful thing to know that, that hip-hop is 50. And, you know, and I'm, I'm part of the not only the Cleveland fabric of it, but the national fabric of it and the, the, the initial uh, fabric of it, just being connected to those brothers who started this whole thing. Big up. Now, now is there going to be um, re any representation of you in this, uh, was it, it's a Universal Hip Hop Museum that they're um, getting off the I ground? I don't know. Well, I do know that I think Sal hit me up, who who owned the Fever and Fever uh, Records and the club, the Fever. You you can't you you cannot do uh, any type of honoring of of hip hop at its for, formation foundational phase without including the Fever. So, you know, even just from that, uh, if the Fever is included, I'm included. Uh, but you know, I haven't personally been contacted by anybody from uh, uh, that that element of it. But you know, you never know. We'll see. Hey, I'm gonna put it in the pitch for you because I was checking uh, my man Van Silk. Right. He he went with uh, him and um, Prime Minister Pete Nice, yeah. who's helping uh, facilitate it. And I had uh, asked him, you know, like, are they gonna have have any Ohio, you know, representation in there? And they said, you know, they're really trying to make it a universal thing. So they better reach out for you. And hey, man, I'm 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 gonna pitch for you myself. I appreciate that, bro. You know, but you know, if they 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 looking at Cleveland. Of course, they they gotta they gotta get my nephews. They gotta get bone yeah. boning them in there. But uh, I submit, and I've been asking around. I believe, and you you may want to check on this. I believe I might be the first new non-New York rapper, first non-New York-based rapper to even ever chart on Billboard, and I'm including Philadelphia and LA. I'm. It, please tell me somebody that charted on Billboard prior to January 1986. So that that's like 85. I'm actually out there. Uh, so, you know, and you can include Will Smith, you can include Ice-T, you can wherever, whoever, find somebody not from New York that charted before me on Billboard. What's, what's the best advice you ever received in the music game? Oh, oh man. It, it, man, so much, and I, so many people, I've met so many people, man. Uh, I, was, I was at the Fever. It was right after I had, I had performed. And uh, you know they, that's that's the tough that was the toughest crowd in the in the world for hip hop. And uh, when I finished, you know they wasn't. I went over to the bar, and Red Alert, cool DJ Red Alert, another another you know old OG pioneer uh, from the Bronx, Boogie Down. Uh, he at the bar. He said, "You good, chill?" 
I'm like, oh man, you know, they really didn't, you know, didn't clap for me. He was like, chill, we, you better look around, King. This the favor. What? You thought they was going to like put you up on their shoulders and, and be like, dude, did they throw something at you? No. Did they did they grab you and physically throw you off the stage? Did they chase you out the door? Because that has happened before. Like, no, no, they didn't do none of that. Okay, well, dude, you rocked. He said, and I'm I'm doing you, I'm playing your record on, you know, on, on Kiss, Magic and them playing on BLS. Dude, enjoy this ride, man. Enjoy the ride. And I tell cats that, man, I, I remember when Bone and them was first popping. Every time I saw them, I was like, man, don't put down the mic. Enjoy this ride as long as you can. So, you know, I'm still enjoying the ride. And and I appreciate, you know, the experience that I've had and then continue to oh, and now, first of all, recognize the fact I still got bars. So <laughs> don't I, I was I was gonna ask the, you, you in the studio? You I, I did, we did we did a uh and and they go they they go get me, but I we need to put this out. We did a recording, a Cleveland version of the classic Juice Crew uh, cut, the Symphony. You know, do 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 do. So me, uh, Riff Raff, the Blue Collar MC, uh, Eric Wilson, E Dub, and uh, Indica Spitz, uh, we on that joint, burning it down. So yeah, you got to you got to hear that joint. So I got to I got to get that one out. But uh, a, a lot of people have asked me to to do cuts with them, and so we we got some stuff planned. And and like I said, always got bars. Just let just to let these youngins know. Like I know you might want me on there for a gimmick. Like it'd be nice to have the old dude on there. But just recognize the fact. Yeah. I ain't gonna be playing around when I show up in the booth. I intend on burning it down. So come come with your A game. And and. and that's my thing because I understand, like, you know, some people, you know, at one point wanted to call it a young man's game, but they got to understand this is the youngest music genre. You know, we, we've never seen people 50 years old into hip-hop. We are the people. <laughs> right. Hey, but I tell them, if it is a young man's game, young man, I am not playing. So I'll play with. You know, like, in rock and roll, country music, all that, they show so much respect to their pioneers. Right. But you know, and Al, you're absolutely right, bro. I mean, you know, old blues, uh, uh, jazz piano players, man, them cats die with their fingers on the piano, 99 years old, still killing it at the club. But I mean, I recognize the fact that hip hop is, is it was conceived as, as a, a movement created by young people for young people. I recognize and I respect that. Uh, but also as artists, uh, and you see cats, you know, they're still representing uh, like Chuck D, Karis One, Big Daddy Kane, you know, them cats can still go, man. And, uh, you know, but in it's different lanes. Now, we ain't out here trying to, you know, to, to kick like the, the young dudes type flow. But... Yeah. Uh, if you love the craft and you still, you know, have the talent to spit, go get it. Yeah, because because I I think it's, it's it's a crowd because we grew up on it. So yes, we still want to hear the lyricals and you know we still want to have that feel and that vibe. You know, we 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 grew up with the artists. <laughs> right, right, right. And you saw like at that at the uh, Grammys, 
Man, cats, man, Rakim, the God MC, killing it. Hey, man, Melly Mel still, he still want, want smoke with anybody who think they want smoke. Mel still, and he's like one of the first MCs ever uh, of a of a MC as we know it. Now, that's old school cats, Coke, rock stuff like that. But as far as rhyming on beats to records, Mel, Mel is like one of the first cats ever, period. And he's, he's still out here spitting bars. And want want some smoke from whoever wanted from him. Yeah, it's all, like every time I hear him open up his mouth, he is not backing down from nothing. Not, no. not at all. <laughs> Mel want that smoke, man. Not and, at and all. I, I love it. What what advice would you have for Lottie's Ohio artists that's really trying to get out here and and they they struggle with being from Ohio? Hey man, we we have the wherewithal to 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 pop from right here in Cleveland. I mean, the way that the industry is designed now, uh, the way these cats can put out music, you know, they don't need the big studios like like we needed to spend all that money. They got a computer. Everybody's a producer. Everybody has that equipment. Hey man, you just gotta get be true to your game respect your craft that's all that's all i'm asking you to do is respect the craft and the art form and uh, do i expect everybody to be a socially conscious rapper no i mean i dig that but you know everybody you know not political socio-political geopolitical savvy like that yeah. but if you just got bars about whatever it is that you know about that you can do just just get your craft together and, and, and get your music out to the people. Everybody's goal, you know, at this point might not necessarily be, oh, I, I want to make a million dollars. It might just be, I want everybody to hear my dope music. And there ain't nothing wrong with that. That's how this that's how this thing started. So uh, but if you make a million dollars, that's cool too. Drop drop me off a percentage. Uh, like my man Jay-Z said, uh, I overcharged them for what they did to the cold crush. I understand that. So somebody make a meal and want to, you know, come give the OG, a, you know, a dollar or two, I'll take it. But yeah, man, just respect the craft. Uh, please know where this came from. You know, they might not care, but, you know, that's like a basketball player not knowing about Bill Russell. Yeah. You know, that's, come on, like a jazz musician not knowing about Miles Davis. Man, just just kind of do do a little bit of due diligence and know your history and know what hip hop actually is. It's even more than just emceeing, you know, rapping. You know, re respect the art form. No, try to at least know a little bit about the history. And I I feel with the technology and everything that we have right now, we can take the culture back because I think it's been mishandled by powers that be. And now because like platforms like Minds and, and, you know, other avenues, we can tell our stories correctly. Right. And that's what that's, that's, and, and that you out, man, you on point with that when you so on point with that when everybody needs to hear what you just said. And we have the technology to be our own record company, our own producers, our own publishers. So you're right, man. We need to we need to take it back. And and the, the criteria for the business end of it, we need to learn that, man. You know, I, I big ups to my brother Crazy Bone from Bone Thugs, my man. And 
he he has a foundation spread to love and he's talking about teaching people of uh, the business of the music business even from that end so yeah. you know that's something really re that's where we always get lost bro the business end of it uh but once we learn that a lot of cats already showed us the way russell showed us the way puffy showed us the way master p showed us the way Holden showed us the way uh control your destiny control your product uh you know you don't have like 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 Hove said uh i'm 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 not just a business man i'm a business man i feel yeah. him on that uh be 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 the business you the product you your own brand you your brand ambassador handle it and when it's all said and done how would you describe your legacy what what what, what would you say your legacy was Hey man, I, 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 to me, I guess my legacy is a, is a, is a dude that was an outsider before they really had outsiders in hip hop, who, who kind of out of respect for the craft and the history of what hip hop was and what it meant, was able to come to New York, the mecca of hip hop, and show not only the MCs and the DJs and the radio stations and the record companies that other people other places can do this and while my records might not have been the largest records you know that ever sold it was definitely a step uh to which everybody else could get a foot up on once they understood that it's not just a, a new york thing and you can accept cats from la you can accept cats from atlanta from detroit from miami or wherever you seattle wherever there's a scene but you know somebody had to be first they say the pioneers you know how you find the pioneers they're the ones with yeah. the arrows in their backs so uh you know my my legacy and I mean, and, and like a song like MC Story, if anybody want to go, I mean, you can go on YouTube, you can go on Apple, whatever. Hey, man, I, I put my heart and how I felt in that times of what it meant to be an MC. Uh, actually, the, the, the original, the, the, the beginning lyrics is I wrote this story not just for me, but for all who long to become MCs. You know, and I meant that then. I mean that now. Uh, so I, I think my legacy in, in the, the broader scope is somebody who kind of let New York know that everybody can play this game. You don't have to just keep the ball to yourself. Locally, you know, I think my legacy, just as one of Cleveland's first rappers, period, and then one of Cleveland's the first rapper to have a national record deal, is to let somebody, let other cats see, hey, we, we can do this too. It's like cats looked up and said, man, Chill got a record deal. He's from Cleveland. And, you know, and he's still in Cleveland. Like, he didn't leave and go to New York and didn't ever come back. I, I was doing my thing, you know, from Cleveland. I Granted, I was at college at Kent State University, big ups to, to Kent State and the Black Studies program. But, yeah, you know, just locally, just letting cats know that you can do this from, from Cleveland. And Bone and them, you know, talk about it all the time. They said, man, we, we heard Chill on the radio. We, he was doing his thing you know to let you know if you can see it you can be it so hopefully hopefully that's part of my legacy it is i i really feel it is and because every brick matters you know what i'm saying every brick in the in this hip-hop wall matters and you you've inspired 
nine times out of ten, you don't even know the people you do inspire. Right. You know what I'm saying? Just, just to even become a fan of hip-hop, and that's why I try to tell people, it's not even about being an artist all the time. Just becoming a fan of the hip-hop culture and embracing it is a win. Right. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, and I'm sure you, you pull so many people in and be like, especially back then, like, like what's this, what's this hip-hop shit? Let me rock with it. Right. You know right. Yeah. And, and again, man, I got to say big ups to them cats that accepted me even in, in New York, man. Cats that, you know, cats that I'm still friends with today. Like I said, Chuck D, uh, my man Dana Dane. Uh, we, we, we lost my man Biz Markey, man. That was my dude, man. Yeah. And uh, a lot UTFO, Doc Ice, Mixed Master Ice, them cats, man. All the kid and play. Uh, we were late. They were. We were label mates. Uh, kid and play. We were. You know. We were label mates. They were on Sutra's Fever Sutra Records. Uh, Fat Boys. Man, them cats accepted me. My man, uh, producer of my song Nightmare on Chill Street. Uh, Fresh Gordon from the from the from the from the from Brooklyn. Uh, Bed Stuy, stand up. I heard a cat on your on one of your interviews talking about how they remember they first saw uh, Jay Z. Rocking with jazz, yeah. man, jazz, oh, big jazz. That's my dude, man. Uh, he was talking about, you know, he knew that Jay-Z was on Hawaiian Sophie with jazz. They had asked me to do Hawaiian Sophie. <laughs> and uh, that, that was crazy. We at Fresh Gordons, and uh, and they was talking to me because I, I had the deal. And they was like, man, I'm not, I'm not, that's, that's y'all's cut, man. But, uh, yeah. you know, cats yeah. like jazz, you know, I saw, I, I saw Jay-Z rolling in with him all the time. And, uh, you know, Biggie and them was coming through in Brooklyn. Everybody in Brooklyn was coming through Fresh Gordon's crib. Salt and Pepper recorded Push It in Gordy's house if they saw that Salt and Pepper movie. Same, same, same place I recorded Nightmare on Chill Street. So big ups to all my people in Brooklyn, all my people in the Bronx that, that accepted me. And welcome me and everybody from Cleveland uh, that just showed me that love. And some didn't show. Everybody didn't show love. Like I, you know, I tell cats when you're the first, you're the first one to get the love and the first one to get the hate. Yeah. You know, they ain't got nobody else to hate. They, they ain't got nobody else to hate. Uh, if it was some other people, they could have hated on them too. But yeah, but most people, the city was happy for me uh, to see somebody kind of break through. That that thing that that the East Coast kind of had a hold on, uh, so yeah, man. But big ups to my people in the Bronx, and I and I realized that a lot of the things that I did in New York was because of that that whole fever South Bronx legacy. And right. uh, but I, I I appreciate it all, I, and I carry all that with me: Cleveland, New York, all that whole thing. I I I, I hold all of it. So so what can we look forward to? Like what what do you have coming up? that we can check out? Uh, well, first of all, if anybody's been seeing me on social media, they know I went to Egypt in October. Uh, I know it ain't got nothing to do with music, but man, that was an incredible experience. And I'm going back to Egypt. Anybody want to go, holler at me. We, I'm going back in October and December. But uh, musically, you know, I'm part of that, uh, the Cleveland Hip Hop documentary that J. Cole and them is doing, and uh, Legends of the 216. Uh, man, that's going to be super dope. 
so, you know, just keep your eyes out for that. I know I'll be part of uh, Johnny O's uh, 20th anniversary of Nerve DJs. Big ups to them brothers. Yeah. And uh, especially my man, Johnny O. You're talking about somebody that was there with me uh, in the beginning. You know, they, they, they've they been calling me Johnny O and Coach Chiefs, the, the Holy Trinity of, of hip hop in Cleveland. I think that just means we're the three oldest cats. But uh but we, <laughs> we'll take that. Uh somebody it gotta be somebody. But, uh, yeah man. So you know, yeah, no, but look for me and 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 you know I'm gonna be joined jumping in, dropping bars on some other people's projects. And you never know. I may I, I got I, I definitely have enough uh, uh, enough bars for an album, a double album, a triple album. So you you never know. If you see, might see the OG jump out there, you know, spitting some fire from time to time. No, no doubt, no doubt. Yeah, I remember when, uh, cause what well, we was on the phone for over an hour just talking about Egypt. You got my my lips turning about that, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, man, that's incredible, man. Uh, I mean, to just be there, you know, and see buildings just four thousand years old, and see those pyramids and those temp ancient temples and tombs, and to go inside of, you know, and look King Tut in his face yeah uh man it is an experience so yeah but also you know I'm a, I'm a journalist i've been a journalist i'm a lifelong journalist and uh you know they'll be seeing a lot of things that i'm writing i'll be back up at radio one hopefully next month uh with my radio show chill talk uh we'll be returning uh probably next month and uh and and just as a written writer journalist uh i i will have some announcements uh, of things to look look forward uh, to me and shout out I'm, I'm also the president of the uh, Greater Cleveland Association of Black Journalists so big ups to everybody from the GCLABJ uh, of which we have a national convention coming to Cleveland in 2025 so it'll be six seven thousand black journalists in the city and it's gonna be on so big ups to all my writers all my MCs all all my hip hop heads just know that chill love y'all. All right, that's what's up. Man, Chill, thank you so much for your time. It's greatly appreciated. And we're going to have to tap back into you, especially when you uh, get back from Egypt, because we're we, we going to talk about Egypt next time. Hey, man, you ain't, we ain't got to wait for that, man. I'm not going back until October and December. It'll almost be 2024 20, 20, by then. We can, we can, we can build on that. That's all right. that's a year from now. We'll be back a lot sooner. But like I said, I'm, I'm going to campaign for you. If, Man, because you, you got to get in this Universal Hip Hop Museum, and I know they're going to welcome you. It's, it's probably just putting the pieces together, and it'll happen. That's what's up. Hey, man, make make it happen. I'm down. All right, there it is. Once again, MC Chill, legendary Cleveland MC, my brother. Thank you so much for joining me on Conversations. I'm out. Talk to me, y'all. Peace. Peace.